So we are the Prison Wallets. Uh, I'm Ray and... And I'm Keith. And uh, this is one of our world famous top tens. So this time we're doing uh, our top ten trailers. So when we do these top tens, I pick five. Keith picks five, and we tell you guys to fuck off at the end, and then we go home. Right. So my initial thought for this, because uh, yeah, we basically we just we we don't really tell each other what we picked, and we got a loose definition of what this is actually going to be. So my initial idea was trailers that I liked better than the movie itself, but that's not what all mine ended up being. That's where I started off with, and then uh, and then I just picked some cool trailers. So I already forgot. Who's going first? Me or you? You're going first? I'm, I'm going first, and I'm going to start uh, with uh, Star Wars Episode One. Oh, yeah, it had some good trailers. Because that was a really, really great trailer back in the day. Is this the one where there's more lines of dialogue for Darth Maul in the trailer? Or is that just one of the teasers? I think that's one of the teasers. Yeah, because there was like teasers for Amidala and for for Darth Maul, but yeah, but all the stuff leading up to episode one, like, isn't that, it's like, man, I wonder if there's ever been more of a cinematic disappointment in history. Like, there's been so much, there was so much buildup with Star Wars of just, like, the 20-year break, and if anything, it just got more and more famous as time went on, and then all the trailers were really good, and there was really no reason to think that Phantom Menace was going to be bad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... When I saw the trailer, I was like, fuck, this looks cool. I'm going to go see this shit. And I hadn't seen the uh, original Star Wars movies since I was, like, very young, like five, six years old, something like that, because the first one came out the year I was fucking born. So I'm just going to click on this now, Star Wars Episode One trailer, and we'll just sort of discuss kind of what's going on. We'll have the trailer go along with it. But, yeah, there was also that weird whiplash effect where nobody kind of was willing to recognize really or admit how bad fan menace was at first it was definitely like like a delay where everybody was like yeah that that was good right for about three or four months (laughs) and then it started to be like wait a minute maybe that sucked so everything already looks bigger and badder than the original trilogy oh and as we were talking about in uh, our last episode about movie posters that just like every other nerd in the world, I was like, oh, Natalie Portman, I think maybe I'd like my penis to be in and around her mouth. <laughs> ah, Watto. God bless you, Watto. I liked Watto. And you know what? As much as everyone hated Jar Jar, Jar Jar really did serve a purpose. I'm not saying I like him. I'm just saying he served a purpose. I don't know that he did because he got them to like the underwater part or whatever and then they just used the force like he didn't even guide them where he was supposed to guide them so i can't really defend jar jar but speaking of the trailer you know we didn't know yet we just thought he's he's in the trailer an appropriate amount (laughs) he's not fucking jizzing his jar jar jizz all over the whole fucking movie like he did in the actual thing i don't think this is the actual trailer but we kind of get the gist of it but this right here when those bay doors open and darth maul comes out and takes his cloak off and you know shoots out the one end of the lightsaber and then a second later the other half comes out you're like what the fuck and that really is legitimately cool where like the new version of that for episode seven was kind of the lightsaber with the hilt and that was more like well you just ran out of ideas (laughs) that's not that cool but yeah the double lightsaber is legitimately cool man yeah doesn't it just make you want to watch star wars <laughs> kind of yeah because i'm actually a fan that really is i mean I'm, I'm not but that's cool that's a good trailer and man like 
That movie had everything going for it. Fucking Natalie Portman, Liam Neeson, fucking Ewan McGregor, fucking Sam Jackson. Man. It was a it was a really good trailer. It was astounding, you know. I mean, and it got people out in droves to go see this movie. Like people went and saw this shit like opening day. I remember having a, a little bit of a mini argument because I was going to go on a date to see this movie, and uh, the idiot's know-it-all sister, who was also an idiot, was like, "Oh, you'll never get tickets for Star Wars." And I'm like, what "The fuck are you talking about?" And I bought tickets to see Star Wars. Like, fuck off. Yeah, sort of a sort of similar thing happened to me with Episode Two, where uh, there was like a midnight showing, you know, the day over day before release or whatever. And uh, and I was just like, ah, well, we'll never get in, but whatever. Let's just swing by. Let's just swing by the one movie theater in our dumb town. And yeah, we just got tickets. We got in. I'm like, holy shit! Like, you know, just uh, just be bold. Have faith in the the force and such and such. <laughs> it's a good trailer. Yeah, Darth Maul definitely the highlight, which is amazing. All the merchandising for that movie was built around one character that was in the movie for like four minutes. I would really be interested, too, to know what people who were kids at the time, now that it's been 20 years, like, because that, that's, I guess, the thinking with Jar Jar, right? Because, like, fucking Ewoks also sucked, but, you know, they were for kids, and, like, kids thought they were cool. So did that work with Jar Jar? Do people that are now, like, getting to be in their late teens or whatever, I don't know, how does ages work? No, they'd be in their early 20s now. Yeah. What do they think of Jar Jar? Do they like him because they watched this when they were a kid, or do they think he sucks? Fuck, I don't know, maybe. I didn't mind the Ewoks, so... Yeah, I don't know, it's a weird thing, because it, it reminds me of, like, pro wrestling. Like, it's weird when people my age complain about wrestling, because, obviously, it's mainly for kids. <laughs> and I always wonder that. I'm like, yeah, all this stuff that sucks about wrestling, maybe I'd like it if I was a kid. And, obviously, Jar Jar is like that. Like, But I still feel like, even if that was George Lucas's plan, was like, well, let's put in something for kids, he's still just, like way the calibration was off somebody like you could tell he's too famous and nobody could tell him like buddy you did way too much jar jar it's like you turned jar jar up to 11 and there should have been like a three on jar jar right <laughs> so you refer to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the force you believe it's this boy he can see things before they happen he can help you the force is unusually strong with him he was meant to help you Anakin! Tell him to take off! If I ever see you again, what does your heart tell you? Are you sure about this? Trusting our fate to a boy we hardly know? Anakin Skywalker, meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. I sense much fear in you. The boy is dangerous. They all sense it. Why can't you? Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. So what was your first pick? All righty, so, yeah, so since my first thought was movies where I liked the trailer better than the movie, because I liked this trailer so much, and then the movie was, uh, is whatever, it's okay. But really, I feel like you can just watch this trailer, and you basically get the whole gist of it. So I'll just play it, but I'll tell you what's going on here. Is, uh, it's just such a really awesome, awesomely done trailer, awesome music. It's like, uh, 
It's like a sci-fi film, but really light sci-fi, where basically it's just another Earth, another copy of Earth shows up in the atmosphere, and no one knows where it came from. So the movie is... Uh, oh, it's called Another Earth. <laughs> and <laughs> so I forgot to say that. So yeah, you just look up in the sky, and there's another Earth there. And they send the messages, and like another copy of the of the scientist messages back like it's literally another version of our earth with just minor differences interesting so then what the story is is this main chick she was drunk driving and accidentally killed this guy's whole family like crashed the car just killed this whole family and she's racked with guilt and the movie's about her trying to fix that shit and deal with it and it's kind of a drag and it's kind of not that fun of a movie to watch but what i love is the idea of it is this other earth shows up and they start this weird contest of like you can win a ticket to go to the other earth and people are like well you don't even know what's going on there you don't know what's there like why would you do that and her whole thing is like that's why i would go is because i couldn't have fucked up worse on this earth like if i can just get the fuck out of here i could pretend it never happened and just go to this other earth and i'm gonna spoil it for you right now anyone who doesn't want spoilers i'm gonna count down from three so just skip forward three two one spoiler so she does win the ticket to go to the other earth and she's all set to go and again this is a really low budget movie so this is how they kind of get her around actually going to other planets and showing shit just basically as she's about to leave this earth the her from the other earth shows up here because it also fucked up no they don't explain what that other person did in her life but they both ruined their lives so much that they both just want to go to the other earth <laughs> where presumably everything's okay that doesn't sound like a bad premise it's a really cool idea but i really do feel like this trailer you get the whole story it's it's two minutes <laughs> and and it's just like she's like god damn my life is fucked i but imagine if i could go to that other earth where everything's okay I had never even heard of this. Yeah, and you just, you, it just really doesn't need to be 90 minutes long. <laughs> I feel like I just watched it, though. <laughs> yeah, totally. So that's my first one, Another Earth from 2011. In the grand history of the cosmos, more than 13,000 million years old, our Earth is replicated elsewhere. There's another you out there. Now you begin to wonder, the other me made the same mistakes I've made. And is that me better than this me? Let me tell you a story. It's about a girl. She does something unforgivable. Just a way to survive what I've done. So I'm going to go right into the funny business here because I am a big fan of Kevin Smith. So so I chose the Clerks 2 Red Band trailer. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> because this trailer was 
fucking phenomenal. I don't know if I've ever seen this trailer. I love this movie, though. I've seen the movie a shit ton of times. I'm in the credits. Oh, yeah? You were one of the, like, the backers or whatever? No, I was one of the uh, uh, MySpace people. Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew there was something with that. Because, yeah, I remember you had the whole, like, the backstage videos and shit. Saunter over to Frodo and suck his cock. Now that would have ended again. What a great movie. Like, we were talking about this just, like, last week, that even though it's only been ten years, the shit like uh, Randall's whole porch monkey speech, like... Like, I just don't know if you can do that now. And this was another great example, too, of, like, where I was worried about a, tr- uh, a sequel. <laughs> he just called that kid a porch monkey. <laughs> yeah, the porch monkey bit's in the trailer. That's great. So offensive. <laughs> yeah, I was so worried that it was gonna like ruin Clerks, you know, because I loved Clerks so much. And I'm like, Clerks too? Oh, come on, buddy, don't do that. And then it turned out to be great. <laughs> that was pretty great. <laughs> the donkey show. <laughs> Kinky Kelly and the sexy stud. Yeah, so uh, I might have told this story before on this podcast. I probably did, but uh, since I was a, a film projectionist when this movie came out, I used to watch it all the time. Like, just any spare moment I had, I'd just go into the theater and watch it. And uh, one of my favorite little memories was watching people in the crowd. There was, like, a, a dude on a date who, uh, like, this is real creepy of me, but I would, like, go down to the front of the theater and just, like, look behind me. I'm like, let's, because I've seen the movie already 30 times. So I'm like, let's just see how they're reacting. And, yeah, this dude was just laughing and loving his life, and his bitch girlfriend was sitting next to him, just, like, arms crossed, just looking up at the ceiling. Like, she wasn't even looking at the screen. And it's just like, <laughs> dude, I hope, I hope he broke up with her. Because, <laughs> like, you know that after that movie, he was probably just like, fuck yeah, right? And she was just like, I'm sure just like, huge asshole about it once in a generation a film comes along that changes the way we think that look was so gay i thought sam was going to tell the little hobbits to take a walk so he could saunter over to frodo and suck his cock now that would have been an academy award worthy ending about romance i had to take the order off of a guy i blew after junior prom (sighs) yeah i've waited on your brother too Religion. Yeah, you guys holding? Shit, everything but coke, heroin, and your cock. Aren't you gonna be tempted to get high? Not with the power of Christ on my side, sir. Intolerance. What can I get for you, little porch monkey? I'm, I'm sorry. He didn't really just say what I think he said. What? Porch monkeys are racial slur against black people. Oh, it is not. What the Coon, spook, spade, mooly, jigaboo, nignog, those are racial slurs. You little mother... And sexual exploration. 17-year-olds nowadays are crazy. They even like it when you go ass to mouth. Hey, you never go ass to mouth, Randall. You sound like my mom. This summer... Let the hate mail begin. That guy's being awfully far with that donkey. I'm disgusted and repulsed and I can't look away. Clerks 2. Yes! A film for anyone who likes to eat out. Some white freaky stuff. So this next one of mine is also along the lines of uh, a trailer that I liked way better than the movie. And it is our friend, uh, 
whose name I just forgot, Jake Gyllenhaal's Jarhead. So this is a weird movie because it was about the Gulf Wars that like weren't real wars, you know? Just, yeah, I saw that one. That's the weird thing is that I never actually finished this movie. I went to go see it in the theater and there was a problem with the projector. So they gave everybody free passes and they were like, and we're gonna like get the movie back started. And uh, I was going with my girlfriend at the time and we were both just like, yeah, we got our free pass to come back later. Let's just go. So I never actually saw the end of Jarhead, but I love, cause like the whole idea of it is like the malaise of being ready for war, but no war happens. Just spending all this time prepared out in the desert, but it's like not a real war. It's just the stupid Gulf war. But this trailer is so awesome. It's that fucking uh, Jesus Walks, Kanye West song, and just the way they cut it to all this stuff. And it's one of those cases, I guess, of like misrepresenting a movie. They make this seem so intense and so like, whoa, war. But then the actual movie is kind of about not that. <laughs> it's like, this is not Vietnam. This is not World War II. This is just hurry up and wait. The war. Yeah, I don't remember it, but I did see it. I mean, you just can't go wrong with war imagery, man. <laughs> Some fucking intense shit. And then there's such a, an art, too, to, like, just editing to a song. I just love when people can really pull it off. See that kid? The one dreaming of serving his country? That jarhead is me. Don't worry, be happy. Listen up! Saddam Hussein has just said, the mother of all battles is upon us. You will train, you will hydrate, and you will maintain the constant state of suspicious alertness. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. Welcome to this side. I love this job. I thank God for every day that he gives me in the core. Ooh, wow. So I chose a fake trailer for <laughs> werewolf women of the ss awesome man all the trailers in uh grindhouse were so good <laughs> like i loved the, i like i liked planet terror enough and stuff but really my favorite part of that whole presentation were these trailers did you ever see machete yeah i guess hobo with a shotgun was a real movie yeah i never saw that either but yeah, so I wonder how, like, say they made this into a movie. I would movie. love to see this movie. Yeah, like, I wonder how it would turn out. Like, I wonder how the other ones went. Like, unfortunately, you got Sherry Moon Zombie. Diane Canton, Diane Cannon is in the, in this trailer as well. She's famous for being Ilsa She-Wolf of the SS oh, nice. back in the 70s. Uh, you've got uh, Bill Mosley. Uh, you've got Udo Kier. You've got Nick Cage, like just a crazy eclectic cast. But I mean, I would pay to see this fucking movie. Yeah, maybe instead of uh, Lords of Salem and Three from Hell, he should have just made this, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. Like I would pay to see that. Tom Tolls. Tom Tolls dead now, though. Sybil Danning. Yeah, so you have to do a little. Oh yeah, Nicholas Cage's Fu Manchu. <laughs> That's so fucking awesome. 
Man, I love too how all those Grindhouse trailers really showed the personality of the different directors. How like Eli Roth's Thanks Killing one was like way more like violent and uh, and Edgar Wright's was almost like silly. The don't one where they just keep saying don't. And then the best part was right at the end where the like little local guy is like, don't. <laughs> Playing soon. <laughs> I'd like to see all of all these movies made into real or all these trailers made into real movies. This film is a brilliant achievement in motion picture history. Finally, the truth about Hitler's diabolical plans to create a race of superwomen can be told. Werewolf women of the SS. Welcome to Death Camp 13, home of the Nazis' diabolical plan to create an army of super werewolf soldiers. This project, its failure, will be your demise and the end. Germany, Bowman. You have been chosen. <laughs> Rejoice! I have found the perfect solution. The she-devils of Belzac. Can they alone supply the blood needed to save Hitler's mad dreams? Or will the pride of Germany fall into ruin? This is my project. We are now in total control of pure wolf. This is an outrage! Silence! Featuring Udo Kier, Sherry Moon Zombie, Tom Tolles, Sybil Danning, Bill Mosley, and Nicholas Cage as Fu Manchu. <laughs> Werewolf Women of the SS. Written and directed by Rob Zombie. Alright, so uh, my next one is... So Fight Club kind of didn't do that well in the theater. Another one of those classic cases of a movie picking up steam later. And I think a lot of it had to do with the advertising. Like, nobody really knew what it was. Like, I didn't even. I thought, like what everybody thought, I thought it was like a blood sport movie or something, you know? The only reason I was really interested was because David Fincher, and I love Seven so much, and I thought the game was like, eh, not that great. So I'm like, let's go, fucking Fincher. Let's see if you're back on track, which he was. It turned yeah, out to be Fight awesome. Club was awesome. But it definitely had a problem of, like, of explaining what it was, which is sort of understandable because it's so fucking bizarre. It's like such a weird fascist movie that, like, thank God it came out before September 11th, 2001, because they would never make it after, you know? They probably wouldn't have released it. Yeah. Such a crazy movie, but so awesome. Like, I love it so much. So it was also the first DVD I ever bought. I actually bought the DVD before I had a DVD player. I was like, let me just pick this up now while I can because it was like a double disc set and it fucking ruled. And... Digging through all the extras and stuff, way deep down on there, were these internet spots that I guess were just on the website or whatever. And these, like, I can understand why they didn't play them on TV, because they're just really weird and shit. But if they could have somehow, like, like, these are the trailers that really explain what Fight Club is really like. And what's super cool about them, there's like five of these little 30-second spots. I'm just going to play one of them for you here, but I'll put all five in the podcast is so obviously uh spoilers for fight club again fuck you it's 20 years old that you know tyler durden is just a an aspect of uh the narrator's fucking ed norton's you know subconscious or whatever like they're the same person 
And it's easy to believe that Ed Norton could be Tyler Durden if you've seen American History X, <laughs> you know? You're like, oh yeah, he could, he could be Tyler Durden. But in Fight Club itself, it's a little weird. It's a little hard to bridge that gap of like, really, this guy is that guy? Because they're so different? Yeah. So what I really like about these little internet spots is it's Edward Norton saying Brad Pitt's dialogue, which you never really see much in the movie. But that's how they did these ads, which wouldn't have meant anything to anybody at the time. But it's super cool in hindsight. And this one in particular, I play Internet Spot number five, because it, it gets into just the crazy shit that this movie talks about. And I wish they could have shown this on TV. If you could be either God's worst enemy or nothing, which would you choose? We're the middle children of history. We have no special purpose or place. And unless we get God's attention, we have no hope of damnation or redemption. Which is worse, hell or nothing? Burn the museums. Wipe your ass with the Mona Lisa. This way, at least God will know your name. Like, if you saw that ad, burn the Mona Lisa, you know, or wipe your ass with the Mona Lisa, burn the museums, you definitely, at least it would perk your ears up. You'd be like, what did he just fucking say? <laughs> like, what is that movie? And yeah, I just think that would have been a way cooler way to, uh, to try to advertise. It still wouldn't have worked. How do you fucking advertise Fight Club? But yeah, I love those trailers. They're really cool. Yeah, I, I like them too. I mean, I hadn't seen them. I mean, I saw them on the Blu-ray along, like when I got the, like after I got the Blu-ray, but and I didn't it, see them around that time. Yeah, it totally has that feeling of what Fight Club is, of just all crazy and fucked up and just like... Because, yeah, going through all this, the bonus features and seeing the different ads, it was, like, weird to see, like, the Hollywood machine trying to advertise Fight Club. Because there was literally, like, the Four Dudes trailer that's the one that made it look like Bloodsport. But they made one to try to, like, appeal to uh, a female audience, which is insane with Fight Club. It doesn't even make sense. Because it was based around Marla. And it was like, he can't sleep. She can't help. Like, as if it's some weird romance movie. And I'm like, dude, man, fucking, it must be the weirdest thing to try to advertise movies. Like, you're just, you just want people to come. It's like, I don't care if this misrepresents the movie. Just please buy a ticket. You were looking for a way to change your life. You could not do this on your own. All the ways you wish you could be, that's me. I look like you want to look. I fuck like you want to fuck. I am smart. I am capable. And most of all, I am free in all the ways that you are not. Oh, Tyler, rescue me. Deliver me. Deliver me from Swedish furniture. Deliver me from clever art. Deliver me from clear skin and perfect teeth. May I never be complete. May I never be content. May I never be perfect. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Fight Club is not football on television. You aren't watching a bunch of guys you don't know beating on each other halfway around the world via satellite with a two minute delay, commercials pitching beer every three minutes and a pause now and then for station identification. After Fight Club, watching football on television is like watching pornography when you could be having great sex. I know you. You're a young guy with clear skin and perfect teeth and the kind of job you're proud to write the Alumni Association about. You're too young to have fought in any wars, and if your parents weren't divorced, then your father was probably never at home. And maybe you really are thinking about 
felt some pain for you free-range potluck you went to last weekend, or the Earth's depleted ozone, or the desperate need to stop cruel product testing on animals. But probably not. For my next choice, I went back to being a 13-year-old kid, and I chose Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Again, I don't know if I've ever really seen this trailer. Like, I saw this shit on TV and immediately asked to go see it. Because I was a kid, and this was rated R. Oh, yeah, and you can tell it's a bit of an older trailer because it's got the trailer guy voice. Man, this is just the best movie. Yeah, I picked up the 4K since. Oh man, it really does do a good job of just like... Making a fucking kid want to see this movie real bad? Yeah, here's all the reasons why you gotta go see this movie. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw this trailer because it's just, uh... Just Terminator 2 was just, just so famous, like it was just everywhere that I just knew I wanted to go see it just because everybody wanted to go see it, you know? Yeah, this movie rules. Man, that's crazy too, like 1991, and like that all still looks rad, man. Like this movie holds up so well. So yeah, one thing that's weird about that though is, uh, is like I guess there's no way around this, but you know, like nowadays it's especially a big thing of uh, trailers giving away the plot of the movie or whatever. Like they really go out of their way now, just like ruining everything. Right. But it is weird, last time I watched Terminator 2, I realized like, oh yeah, like it's set up like, at first, you don't know which Terminator's good and which one's bad. Up until that scene where they're in the back hallway and uh, Arnold's got the box of roses and then his gun's in it. And up until that moment, you still don't know which one's the bad one until he says, get down and shoots the T-1000. So that's how the movie's set up. But everyone on Earth already knew that. <laughs> you know? Like, there'd be no... I can't even imagine somebody going into Terminator 2 not already knowing that Arnold's the good guy. So it just seems like a little weird that they put so much effort into the movie of like, who knows, you know, when everybody knows. <laughs> but what can you do? You know, you got to advertise your movie. I mean, the movie was great. The The trailer was great. So, you know, that's yeah. why I picked it because it stood out from when I was a kid. Man, and I mean, just to like with Terminator, just as time goes on more and more, Terminator 2 just gets better and better. Yeah, like really they just does. never even come close and like terminator one i definitely see the argument i know people that like it better and i can understand but but terminator one is a low budget 1984 movie like the stop right. motion and stuff looks like shit terminator 2 is just perfect still like it's so good they use the cg so carefully and so well it's just like fuck fuck and james cameron like did a bang up job with that movie yeah like on our little if we were going to do our little review rating scale for that that's a perfect for sure oh, like holy absolutely, shit yeah Ridiculous. Although, I mean, honestly, I'd probably give Terminator 1 a perfect also, but Terminator 2 is even more perfect somehow. It's just, like, so fucking good. Same make. These were taken at the West Highland Police Station, 1984. You were there. Same model. These were taken today. You have to let me see my son. He's in great danger. New mission. Once, he was programmed to destroy the future. You don't know what it's like to try to kill one of these things. Now his mission... Get down! ...is to protect it. 
Come with me if you want to live. You're really real. His loyalty is to a child. Who sent you? You did. 35 years from now. And his enemy... He's a Terminator like you, right? Not like me. ...is the deadliest machine ever built. Can it be destroyed? Unknown. This time, there are two. Terminator 2. You just can't go around killing people. Why? If you thought you had seen it all... Stay down! Go! Now! We gotta stick together! Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. This time, he's back. For good. Trust me. All right, so my next one, this is kind of similar to like the uh, another Earth thing, getting a little artsy territory or whatever, is Garden State. So Garden State, it's it's not like a great movie. It's pretty good. It's got a really good soundtrack. It's just Zach Braff finally made a movie and he directed it and wrote it himself. That's pretty cool. Him and Natalie Portman, I don't know, they have a little relationship shit. It's about all your life and your You're just all hard for Natalie Portman. Oh, yeah, no denying it, man. Fuck, <laughs> fuck. Can you believe she's all married with a kid now and it's not mine? Yes, yes, I, I can believe that. <laughs> yes, so can I. <laughs> so, this movie was okay. It's like, fine, it's whatever. But a lot of this is like the circumstances of this. Here, let's toss this on. So there's a little one-minute teaser. So this is when I moved to Vancouver all by myself. Didn't know a fucking soul. And uh, I was like, fuck this. I got to get out of Fredericton. I got to go do something with my stupid life. So I moved, and I was there by myself in this big city. Didn't know anyone. Was feeling very, you know... <laughs> adrift or whatever lost at sea type shit and i went to go see eternal sunshine of the spotless mind because it was a michelle gondry movie and i always went to see his movies and this trailer played before it and it's just this little one minute trailer with this image and heap song and just these weird images like there's no dialogue or anything and it's again way better than the movie <laughs> it's like just these little shots of this guy who's just like in the movie he's like getting off antidepressants and he's out of touch with his feelings and shit and I was like, dude, this trailer knows how I feel, dude. <laughs> you know? I'm just in this fucking... I was drunk at the time, too. <laughs> it was like mid-afternoon. I remember I was like walking around Vancouver drunk, kind of freaking out about my life. I had tried to call home earlier that day, and the only person that answered was my crazy drugged-out brother, so I didn't talk to him for very long. And then I went to the theater, and I saw this. And it's just like... It's like my nuts were a punching bag. I'm like, fuck, man, this movie gets me. <laughs> and then the movie came out, and it's like, oh, yeah, I guess it was all right. So anyway, <laughs> that's my Garden State story. <laughs> Right, so I guess this is my last one. Yeah, it is. It's my last one. I remember my mom and a neighbor lady uh, renting 
The Lost Boys and Teen Wolf. So we watched Teen Wolf and then we watched The Lost Boys. Like I, I detailed that story before. Yeah, see previous episodes for details. Go listen to all of them. Just start at episode one. Them all. On the Lost Boys VHS, there was a trailer for Friday the 13th Part 7. Nice. Yeah, I've always had a soft spot for, for Friday the 13th Part 7. Like, I like the uh, that it's like magical a little (laughs) like the the psychokinesis stuff like it wouldn't have been good earlier in the series but at this point when jason's come back to life from a lightning bolt like fuck it why not man all the it's all on the table now so this is what i saw as a like 10 year old kid yeah and this this is so iconic too of like jason under the water like i think our little horror movie idea we had definitely is based heavily on the start of this movie right of just like the monster under the water just right. waiting to come back. <laughs> that, that little uh, TV flying through the air. Not not the greatest effect. <laughs> but as a, a 10, 10, 11 year old kid seeing this trailer, like, I couldn't wait to see this movie. Man, uh, Jason is just the coolest, too. What a fucking good character. And this was, like, the end of the line for classic Jason. Like, there was some slightly goofy shit in this movie, but obviously part eight was way goofier. Like, this was when things were still quite cool. Yeah, I always say parts one through seven are fucking awesome, and then everything after that, it's sort of a coin flip. Yeah. I wonder how many of these movies opened on the 13th. Like, probably only this one, right? Just because that doesn't really happen that often. Uh, I think they did it a couple times. But yeah, Friday the 13th, part seven, The New Blood from 1988 so i would an 11 man sometimes too i love just watching trailers like that's one of the things i get stuck in a lot with like netflix i'm just scrolling through netflix and there's like all these movies i kind of want to watch but i don't really want to dedicate the time so sometimes i do that i just i'm like let's go watch the trailer and you know <laughs> it gives you especially if you've already seen it before and it just gives you those little memories it's like a little refresher it's like oh yeah that's right that was cool Psychokinesis and these delusions. No, you're not listening to me! The one you've been asking for. Hey, Tina, isn't this the way they wear their jackets back in the mental hospital? (laughs) Concentrate. Concentrate, Tina! The one you've been dying for. You people give me the creeps. Okay, you big hunk of a man, come and get me! Jason (laughs) is back. Die. Someone is waiting. All right, so for my last one, this is where I'm... uh, Cheating. I'm cheating. I'm breaking the rules because this is... It's a trailer for a video game. But, I mean, at this point, video games and movies are getting closer and closer. 
but this is like the coolest trailer. So this game, Dead Island, kind of a half-assed game. I played it for a little bit. You're just a first-person game running around an island with zombies on it, and you do little missions. It probably would have been better multiplayer, but I was playing it by myself, and I just didn't really get into it. But I bought it for $4 off Steam. It was probably worth $4. But this trailer, I think, might be the greatest video game trailer that's ever been made. And everybody freaked out about it. And that's what partially what made the game itself a little disappointing, that it didn't live up to this. Where basically this trailer happens in reverse. It's just this family at a nice resort, and zombies fuck shit up, but we see it backwards. So it starts with the daughter dead, and now she goes up through the window. And we basically just watch this family fall apart backwards and it's so cool it's like they still should just make a movie based on this and like fuck this game who cares about this game and the the talent differential too is so weird because like techland i think is polish maybe just some some weird developer making some weird half-assed game that nobody gives a shit about but somehow somebody on that team was like a trailer genius and came up with this fucking super cool trailer now this dad's like fighting off his fucking kid. And of course people have done the thing like Memento where they re-edited it to go forward, but but if you do it forward, it's not all artsy and cool. Oh, and the sad music, of course. Because I mean, obviously you can see where this is going. If it started with everybody dead, it's going to end with the happy family before shit went down. And Oh no, our kid got bit. I'm sure she'll be okay. We won't have to fucking throw her out the window. <laughs> oh, and I love that logo. How the eye in Island is a fucking hanged man. <laughs> like, what a fucking... So cool. 10 out of 10. I love that trailer. Yeah, that's a pretty good trailer. Of course, I've ruined the sanctity of our whole podcast now with uh, breaking the rules. I'd say you're fire, but you do the editing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was my final one, Dead Island. Classic. Classic filmish trailer. You know, it's film adjacent because it's very similar to what a movie trailer would be. Bad. Yeah, as far as, like, uh, zombie trailers even, like, yeah, it's like, it's just my favorite zombie trailer, so, yeah, there we go. So there's another one of our famous top tens. I hope you enjoyed that. If you listen to the podcast version of this, you know, go uh, go on our YouTube channel and check out the video version, because I'm going to put in all the trailers as well, so you can uh, see what the fuck we were talking about. So go do it, dick. You dick. Uh, so I'm Ray. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at BorahHero77. And uh, I'm Keith McNally on Twitter. Our YouTube channel is just The Prison Wallets. Uh, if you search for Prison Wallets, you won't find us right away probably because there's videos about how to hide things in your ass, but we're right under that. And KeithCourage.com slash prison is also where you can find all those links if you get confused. Yeah, so eat a bag of dicks, suck a cock, and go fuck yourself. Perfect. Our classic end phrase that we always say. Ha, ha, ha.